Hi, everyone, and welcome to Backstage Pass. I'm your host, Samantha Powell, and I'm joined with Ben Barnard. How you doing, Ben? I'm doing very well. Thanks, Sam. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I'm so excited to work with you on this wonderful uh, show, and I'm even more excited to be doing Avixa TV with you in Barcelona at ISE. It's going to be fantastic, and I understand that it's your first time attending the show. It is. I'm so excited to go. I've been to Barcelona one once before, many years ago, but never to ISC. So I, I, I'm really excited to see. I just keep hearing wonderful things and how grand it is. So do you have any tips or tricks or, or what am I in store for? So it, I mean, the show itself is just like like nothing else on earth, you know. It's it's uh, one of those places where it's kind of has to be seen to be believed. It's it's a fantastic place. It's uh, yeah. There's there's just everyone who's who's anyone in the industry is there. There are great companies launching new products. Great uh, sessions being uh, being run. Loads of really great conversations being had. So there's a lot to take in. I would suggest. I mean, the the key thing at any big show is always to have comfortable shoes. You know, you've got to have your comfortable shoes. Otherwise, you know, your feet are not going to thank you at the end of the day. It's definitely <laughs> something you need to uh, you need to uh, to pack. And also just don't underestimate the power of, you know, making notes. That's what I'd say to a lot of people as well. Make notes from the discussions you've had because you can have a hundred conversations just in one day. There are that many interesting people there and, and it can all kind of blend into one. So keep track of those important conversations that you're having. Um, that would be my advice for the, the show floor. And then, you know, obviously Barcelona is a fantastic city as well. So you want to you wanna get out there and sort of experience the food and the culture and the restaurants and all that kind of stuff. But there are a lot of people in this city at that time. So do a bit of research, book ahead for some restaurants uh, if you want to get some reservations at some really nice places. But uh, yeah, and just generally absorb the whole thing because it's uh, it'll, be, it'll be over in a flash as it, as it usually is. Oh my goodness. Okay, so then I will leave the three-inch, four-inch heels at home. Um, I will Maybe. make sure to, what is it, TripAdvisor, go and check out some restaurants ahead of time. I heard if I want to get a good meal at a great restaurant, like don't expect to eat like it's around six or seven o'clock. It's, it's a later dinner time, yeah. right? I think like you and I, you know, you being based in the States, I'm in the UK, we kind of share a similar kind of eating time culture. You know, we like to eat fairly, fairly early by, by Spanish or, or Catalonian standards. That's, uh, that is very early, kind of 6, 7 p.m. Like they'd, they'd be sitting down at 9 p.m. Maybe, maybe the weights will swing by at 9.30. Who knows? But it's, oh, wow. uh, it's definitely something to adjust to. But I guess it's because they, <laughs> they tend to eat lunch later as well. So maybe that's also a good tip is to sit it if you are going to have your lunch delay it okay. a little bit make sure that you have enough sustenance to to get you through because that was definitely a bit of a bit of a shock to the system when i first started uh, going to barcelona oh my goodness so it sounds like these are going to be long days but filled with you know really great conversations and really wonderful networking so i'm really excited about it i will definitely lean on you to be my tour guide at isc and also around the city. So it sounds like, you know, the good spots to go to. So we'll definitely have to link up and make sure that we check out, check out some of those good spots. Absolutely. It'd be my pleasure. Um, 
but yeah, this this episode is going to be great, right? We've got um, two fantastic interviews, one with Mike Blackman, who's the uh, managing director of ISC, and also Amelia Coleman, who's a futurist and author, who's going to be running some uh, some sessions at ISC for us. Uh, we've spoken to both of them. But I think, first of all, we're going to hear from, from Mike. Uh, and our colleague, Mark Metzger, uh, spoke to Mike uh, about the, the history of ISC, obviously being the 20th year, uh, a lot of really interesting stuff happening there. I mean, just the fact that how much it's grown over the 20 years, you know, from around 100 exhibitors to now nearly 1,200, um, and the attending numbers as well kind of increasing so much over the years. That's, uh, uh, yeah, and, and a lot more in that interview. Um, and also listen out for Mike's uh, Mike's special way of uh, uh, keeping track of how many years ISC has been running. That's that's quite a good tip that he's, uh, that he's found. So, uh, yeah, I think we're going to hear from, uh, from Mike and Mark now. Integrated Systems Europe turns 20 years old this year, and who better to talk about the 20th anniversary than Mike Blackman, the Managing Director at ISE. Mike, these kids, they grow up so fast, don't they? I tell you, it's funny because the one thing that always reminds me is my youngest son was born um, four days before the first show. So I always celebrate, because we moved the show then, the dates, I always celebrate his birthday with ISE, and that's a good reminder for me. So he's going to be 20, ISE is going to be 20, uh, so big celebrations. <laughs> yeah, and, and you've been there from day one, so I would love to just get your impressions on how has the show grown and evolved throughout the years to the point where 20 years later, we're in Barcelona, it's one of the biggest shows in the world. Uh, talk to me a little bit about that evolution. Well, you know, when we started ISE, it was actually, I remember getting headhunted by the then uh, executive director of um, uh, Infocom, as it was called then. Um, and, um, you know, I looked at the website and everything else. I thought, this could be cool. This could be fun. Uh, and it has been. We started the first show. We had 120 exhibitors uh, on um, two and a half thousand square meters of space. Um we had three and a half thousand attendees. So, you know, it was quite a small event. Um, you could get around it in half a day. Uh, so, and now we have a show this year, you know, we've just re we're just recovering from COVID as uh, all the other exhibitions in the world are in every uh, industry. But uh, we had uh, um, over 60,000 net square meters of space. Um, we had over 58,000 attendees and 1,200 exhibitors. So quite a record. Uh, and th so you see the growth we've enjoyed over those 20 years and where the show has gone. When we first started, it was just a place where people met and it was very much a channel event. Um, and as the years went on and we've listened to the exhibitors, we've listened to the attendees to what they want and created a marketplace where everybody comes to meet. And that's, that's been its success. Um, we have a team that listens. Uh, and you know, we've, we've, we've just seen the growth. We have a lot more, uh, end customers, corporates coming in now. We get event agencies, we get uh, um, the specifiers coming. So it's not just a channel event anymore, as, it, as which is where it started. Um, so that's the difference. It's grown. I would imagine, I believe we get the majority of the key people in the systems integration industry in Europe coming to ISE. Um, almost just over 75% of our attendees are from Europe. 
but we get a lot of North Americans coming. We get a lot of people from Middle East. We get a lot of people from Asia, uh, even Australia. Uh, you name it, they're coming in China, they're coming to ISE. I once asked, I met some guys in the lift in uh, Amsterdam a few years back, and I said, um, you know, why are you here? And they said, oh, you know, this is the biggest show, we want to be there. And uh, we said, okay, that can be understandable. Maybe, you know, there's another show in, the, in Australia. Um, it's not as big. But then I, asked, I bumped into some guys, it got me thinking, and I bumped into some guys on the show floor uh, who were Americans. And um, I said, what are you doing here? Uh, you know, we've got an Infocom show that's very successful and everything's covered. And their answer to me was, this industry is moving so quickly that one show a year is not enough for us. And the second thing was they were doing business in Europe and they felt not only could they keep up with the, the trends and what's new being released, etc., but they could also come and visit their European partners and customers here in, as it was then in Amsterdam. Uh, so good reason why people go to both shows. Yeah. Yeah, it really is crucial, I would think, for so many manufacturers, companies to make those connections, uh, because it is a global industry, you know, that we are take part in. Um, and got to be so rewarding for you now to have seen the way that it started to the way that it is now. Um, what are maybe some of the plans that are in, in the works for the 20th anniversary? Anything special to kind of celebrate the occasion? Well, we've been doing quite a lot, actually, we've got some quite cool things planned and some very special, uh, some exclusive things, but things for everybody as well. Um, we are certainly going to be celebrating um, and um, we plan to do a projection mapping on the Casabatio again. Uh, we've got a new artist. Uh, um, I can't see it say the name yet because the contracts haven't been signed. Um, that's going to be pre-show. So if you're coming into Barcelona, come in on Sunday uh, and come and enjoy that on the Casa, on the Casabatio on Paseo de Gracia, Gracia on Sunday night. The um, last year when they did the mapping there, which we supported, there were over 50,000 people blocking the street, watching that live. Uh, quite an amazing event. That's, uh, you know, with, with Rafik Anadol. And um, we see it as a great way to present new mapping artists. So working together with them to do something new. Um, we've got some other plans uh, that we'll be doing things in the city. So whilst we don't want the public as attendees, we do need to satisfy them some ways to actually say, hey, you know, we're glad to be in your city, glad for hospitality and welcome you give us, here's something for you. So we're doing a couple of other things planned in the city, which will be for the, the, the citizens to get free of charge. Yeah. Um, what else is happening? We are on the show floor. Um, you'll see a lot more things which are developing uh, as part of the evolution of the show. The content creation side is growing. Um, last year, we saw that increase even more so, and now it's going to be, we've moved into Hall 4, and it's going to be primarily content creation with anchor exhibitors like Black Magic and uh, a few others in there. We've got a, uh, some TV3, um, local Cat uh, Catalonia TV station, doing a whole thing, uh, presentation there. Um, we, we have lots of things going on in that hall. Uh, and in fact, what we plan to also do is do still in the works but um I, I think it's going to happen and that is the mapping we do on casabaccio is to reproduce it in the hall on a facsimile uh, a third of the size uh, in the hall to show people how it was done and what was done um so we, we've got to we're bringing back the drone arena 
We had that for many years in Amsterdam and uh, it was very uh, popular. Um, and we see the evolution of how drones uh, coming into the AV business again, replacement of fireworks, but still being the carrier of um, uh, image uh, um, tools. Um, so again, we're showing how drones can be used and how they can be a good part of the AV industry. What else have we got in there? Our um, In Hall 8, we have our live demo rooms the sound uh, uh, demo room, so uh, sound experience rooms, my team have told me I have to call them now. Um, and um, quite a few new things as well. We already have about 70 new exhibitors uh, at the show and it's growing more and more. Um, we have the startup uh, section in the show with the scale-ups and startups in the Congress Square in the middle, where you'll see a lot of new companies as well, smaller companies. There are about 130 companies who are new to the, or some are there from before, but quite a lot of new ones as well in there. Um, what else have we got? Uh, the show is growing. The lighting, um, so event lighting and uh, um, staging uh, section of the show has grown. So you see a lot of new companies in there as well. So uh, if you were there last this year, I have to always think, you know, I say in our team, when we talk about this year, we're talking about the next show. When we talk about the last show is really the one that just happened uh, in 2023. So when we say this year, we mean 2024. Um, so if you were there in 2023, um, they will still see a lot of new things in 2024. Yeah. And we should say, too, we are recording this in the fall, so plans are still being made and finalized. Um, one of the things that your team is also working on are booking speakers. Do you have any information on maybe some keynote speakers that are going to be participating in this year's event? Yes, certainly. Certainly. So we have um, Charmaine Obey-Chinoy as our opening day keynote speaker. Um, Charmaine is a filmmaker. She started off uh, in journalism uh, at the age of about 16 uh, and did some articles for the New York Times and then went into filmmaking, making uh, documentaries that change. Uh, you know, uh, she's done, um, there was a very famous documentary for which she got a couple of Academy Awards and that was called The Girl in the River, um, which was about the honor killings in Pakistan. Uh, she did another one which was in um, Afghanistan uh, about the interpreters who were left behind and being ostracized or even killed. Uh, and the result of her documentary was a lot of them got visas to go to the countries they were helping, like U UK and the US. Um, but the key thing is she's coming to tell about how, you know, content creating film uh and how she's using av for that um but the the really big thing is that she's actually going to be the uh, director of the next star wars so something quite phenomenal we don't know if she'll be able to talk about it because uh, i think they'll be just in uh in the shooting or just starting the shooting or in the middle of the shooting i'm not sure um but we've secured her for our opening day keynote She's also going to be our first woman keynote speaker. So another uh, um, uh, new thing for us as well. We've had women keynotes before, but it's an opening keynote. She's the first one for us. Then we have a guy called Jerome van der Most. And Jerome is a Dutch Dutchman, uh, Netherlands. Uh, he's a DJ and someone who's been doing projection mapping uh, with his shows, been doing that across Europe on historic buildings. 
Uh, and again, so, um, if you Google him and you see a lot of his YouTube and TED videos, uh, someone quite ex exciting, uh, using AI, um, quite in extensively in that and, uh, very, very interesting guy to listen to. And we've got a couple of other good names coming up as well for keynotes. Uh, so at the moment, it looks like we'll have a keynote on every single day of the show. Um, yeah, it's getting exciting. As I say, we, would anticipate that in the next next month we'll be really telling everything that we're doing and uh, you'll see the releases coming out uh, we're a bit premature on some of the things which are still being finalized but uh, i can guarantee an exciting show yeah well it sounds like certainly you're off to a great start with some of the guests that you've booked some of the experiences and the companies you know we can't wait to be there in barcelona uh, to get to see it all Maybe last question, uh, for someone, if it's their first time visiting Barcelona, first time visiting ISE, what advice would you give? Is there something they need to go see, some restaurant or experience they need to go take part in? What would be your advice? So my first bit of advice is download the ISE show app because you know it's no longer the show that you can get around in half a day. Um, you you don't, won't even have time to see the whole show in the four days we're running. Um, so get the app and plan your visit so you can really say, see the things that are must-sees for you and um, meetings you must do, and then use the rest of your time to look around the rest of the show for the other exciting stuff. That's the first tip. The second is that um, Barcelona is quite an exciting city, uh, and uh, the culinary uh, offerings they have are really, really good. It's one of those cities where the food and hospitality they offer is, is really first class and not expensive. Uh, so you can eat quite reasonably, reasonably inexpensively in Barcelona. Um, biggest tip, particularly for Americans, because I know many of you like to go out to dinner at six o'clock. Um, it's fine if you just want to go to McDonald's, but in Spain, you're not going to find a good restaurant open before eight o'clock or eight thirty. Uh, so you know, think about that. Um, they have late lunches uh, and dinner tends to be late as well. So that's something to really note. Take the time, go back to your hotel, freshen up, and then go out to dinner or go and have a few beers uh, beforehand. Um, if you have the time, come in early. As I said already, that uh, we have the mapping taking place on uh, the Sunday night uh, before the show. Give you, um, you know, who's traveling a long way, at least another day to acclimatize afterwards. And if you have time, also stay, stay the weekend. Enjoy it. Um, we generally see between 16 and 20 degrees. Um, I don't know how you can convert that to Fahrenheit, um, but that's, that's quite warm. Um, it's not going to be t-shirt weather daytime when the sun's shining. Yes, you can wear a t-shirt, um, but nighttime, the temperature tends to drop a little bit. So you need a jacket, uh, not necessarily always a coat, but definitely a jacket. Uh, so we have nice weather. <laughs> um, those, those are some of my key tips. Um, it's a great city to enjoy. It's a great city to go out and enjoy the hospitality. Um, food is great. The people are nice. Um, we, We'll occupy you during the day. Uh, make sure you enjoy, do business and uh, meet the right people. And then use the opportunity to go out with them afterwards and uh, enjoy the city. Places to visit, definitely Casabatio. Um, Casabatio is one of the buildings that Gaudi built for the family Batio. And um, the current owners converted it into a museum. Uh, and what they've done is used AV technology to really 
uh, without spoiling the building, they've used our technology to make it even more interesting for visitors. Um, the other place, if you're a Gaudi fan, go and see the Sagrada Familia. Uh, it's phenomenal. The America's Cup is in town, and uh, that will be taking place next year from uh, July. But the, the boats are there. They'll be out in the water practicing, so you might see them daytime flying these yachts. are literally flying uh, on the water out there, and they are phenomenal. We will have... Um, we're working together with the America's Cup, and uh, we're going to have Team New Zealand's land speed record boat in, or boats, I should say. It's a, um, a land yacht uh, designed in the same way, with the same technology and the same materials as the boats they use in the water. And they hold the world speed, land speed record for this uh, uh, vehicle, um, 228 kilometers per hour. Um, and uh, that is fast. <laughs> I think if we calculate, that's probably about a hundred and um, about one hundred and fifty miles an hour. Yeah. Um, so you know, quite some speed. And uh, um, uh, so we've got some ideas. They're working on um, how they're presenting that. One of the key things we had Stephen Nuttall, who's the head of media for America's Cup last year, doing the keynote. And um, Stephen explained how AV technology is really uh, relevant and imperative for them and how they're presenting the America's Cup around the world. Um, the equipment they're using, how they're creating content uh, for TV and other um, channels to promote the America's Cup. Uh, so we'll be showing a lot of that content, what they're creating uh, alongside with this. So uh, again, something exciting there. Yeah. Uh, that's great advice, and I was laughing about the meal thing because that took my wife and I a few days to get used to. Uh, it was definitely an adjustment coming from America, but um, but no, thank you so much, Mike. This is wonderful advice. Um, can't wait to be, like I said, in Barcelona celebrating with you all 20 years of ISC. Um, good luck with all the planning. Hope everything goes smoothly, and definitely uh, let us know as soon as you have more events and speakers and things uh, confirmed. So thank you so much for the time. Thank you, Mark, and thank you for the opportunity for uh, sharing this with everybody. Well, that was a great interview with Mike. So I'm really excited to attend, even more so excited, um, and especially for ISC and this being its 20th anniversary, just hearing all the special things that they have planned. Um, definitely coming in early so I can see that projection mapping on Sunday. So really looking forward to that. Um, what are you looking forward to, Ben? Yeah, I mean, that really was... Uh the kind of the showstopper last uh, last ISC that that projection mapping it's I mean it's come along come along such a such a long way in in recent years and uh, I remember that the team and I we went down to the to the main square and saw all that all that happening on the uh, on the side of the buildings um, uh, set to some fantastic music as well so it really is a great showstopper and a good way to get people who might not actually be in town for the show um, interested in, in what's actually happening because obviously everyone's looking at it saying, you know, what's this all about? It's, it's visually absolutely stunning. But, um, oh my gosh. but no, I suppose, yeah, no, it's absolutely fantastic. But I suppose as well, yeah, ju just really looking forward to catching up with uh, with colleagues, uh, with, with you know, with the uh, Avixa members, going around visiting people's stands, seeing what the latest products and, uh, and, and kind of trends uh, that they have. And also just, yeah, t attending some great sessions, some great... Uh, some great um, Q 
keynotes and, and all that kind of thing as well. And I know, uh, speaking of which, we, we also, we, we had a great interview. I had the pleasure to speak to uh, Amelia Coleman um, about the, the, the ISE show and about her work in general. Um, Amelia's r- really interesting, actually. So she was uh, named as one of uh, the top 25 women in the, in the metaverse um, and is a, a leading London futurist, um, which, uh, which Amelia explains a little bit more about in that interview. But um, yeah, it's, it, was, it was a really great chat that we had. And uh, yeah, here's, uh, here's uh, some, uh, some of that now. Hey, Amelia, how are you? I'm great, Ben. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. It's a pleasure to have you here with us on the uh, Backstage Pass podcast for ISE. So um, I guess if we just start off, if you could just tell us a bit about yourself and, uh, and what you do. Sure. So I am a futurist. As a futurist, it's my job to know about the latest new and coming technologies and their potential impact on the future of business as well as the future of our lives. So I spend a lot of my time researching emerging technologies and then being able to help contextualize where these technologies are going to go to different industries. And I'm known for not just looking at the opportunities, but also looking at the risks. And I'm a public speaker. I have been doing lots of talks and workshops recently around generative AI. And also I talk a lot about XR and virtual production and the metaverse and Web3 and those kinds of things. Fantastic. Um, And so obviously we're here talking about ISC. Um, So are there any uh, programs, sessions, conferences that you're going to be hosting at, uh, at the show? Yes, actually, I have two events on. So on the Tuesday, the first day, I'm going to be hosting a coffee meetup in the Influencers Hub from 10 a.m. till 1230. And at that one, I am going to stand up and rift a bit on how I see generative AI impacting the future of the AV industry. And this is really kind of a networking event where we can all have a cup of coffee and share our thoughts and our aspirations and our fears around this technology. Uh, But it's really having a big impact on the entire AV industry from sort of supply chain all the way through to end user. And because this is an area I have been studying a lot, I want to share some of my insights with everyone. And it'll be a great way to kick things off and to see people. And then on the Wednesday, I am co-hosting the Content Production and Distribution Summit from 10.30 till 5 p.m. And I'll be co-hosting that with Kieran Doran. And there we're going to be exploring how brands and broadcasters are using things like virtual studios and augmented reality and streaming and other technologies to tell their stories and also to work more efficiently. So we'll be hearing from industry leaders from around the world. And that one is going to be quite fun. Fantastic. Um, So of those things that you mentioned, I think generative AI is the, or AI in general is the main thing that people are kind of interested in, scared of, kind of worried about. Can you give us a quick, just a quick roundup about what, what generative AI actually is? 
Sure thing. So I believe it is the biggest thing to happen to AI in our lifetime so far. Not only has it become free and democratized and accessible to anyone who has the computing processing and networking power to access it, but it's able to sift through and select from unlabeled and unstructured data. And this is unlocking the second half of automation. I think it's quite fun to know that actually the first paper written about transformers, which is the T in GPT, came out in 2017. So you could argue that the last 12 months, the biggest breakthrough has actually been in user experience and user experience design. But when we're talking about generative AI, we're really talking about augmented memory. So whereas in the past, we've had tools like uh, telescopes and microscopes that have helped us to see things that we wouldn't be able to see on our own. Now we have the evolution of that, which is generative AI, allowing us to look into vast amounts of data and merged data sets to see things and discover patterns that we wouldn't be able to find on our own. So tell me, what are you looking forward to at IAC, uh, especially with this year being the 20th anniversary? <laughs> I'm really excited about it. I want to see more pictures of Mike Blackman and the whole team back from 2004 and uh, and compare. I think that's quite fun. When I think about where I was in 2004, I didn't have a clue that I would be working in this industry. So at the actual event, um, I'm looking forward to seeing what TD Synex, Maverick, and Polly have in store for us. They have just announced a par partnership and they promise to showcase something special at their booth. So I always enjoy going to the Maverick booth. They always wear their Hawaiian shirts and it's always a pretty good time. They have like a ski lodge with a bar upstairs and it's a really good place for people to gather. And then I'm also excited about the sustainability summit, which is such an important topic these days. And I'm really glad that people are focusing on it and talking about it. And I hope that people are starting to consider the footprint of these emerging technologies when they're considering things like trying to be net zero by 2030 or 2040 or 2050. These really have to be evolving goals because these new technologies use a lot of energy and have a significant footprint. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it's, you know, if we're talking about cutting edge technologies and also things that we need to be considerate of at this point in time, then, you know, ISC is definitely the place to be because it's where everyone comes to talk about, you know, the latest trends and to launch the latest products and all that kind of stuff. And I know, you know, the environmental impact and the kind of the energy consumption point is, 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 is a hot topic at the moment. So that's a, I'm sure you won't be disappointed in, uh, in, in the kind of conversations that you, that you can have and the kind of people that you can share ideas with on that, on that subject. So that's a, that's fantastic. Um, and also, so let me ask you what your uh, advice is to people who might be attending ISC for the first time. Wear comfortable shoes. There's a lot of walking. It's a really big event. And I have made that mistake before thinking I was going to get away with wearing high heels around the event. But um, my advice is wear tennis shoes. <laughs> it's a lot to take in um, and allow enough time. Um, it's it's almost impossible to do it in just one day. Uh, I recommend spreading it 
out over the course of several days. And also check out the talks if you can. Uh, the exhibition's great, but it's also really nice to hear from thought leaders because we do have such a concentrated group of people there who are really breaking new ground in this industry. Excellent. Well, um, yeah, finally, I just want to know if there's anything that you think people should uh, stop by and see during the show, either um, at the show or around Barcelona, anything that you have been looking forward to seeing or anything that you do regularly when you, when you, when you attend the show or go to Barcelona? Yes, I can recommend the Casa Botlo. It's an amazing museum and it has a lot of really great technology integrated into the experience that really brings the place alive. And it's definitely memorable. And it's something that I look forward to checking out again. And then of course, the food. There's always great food there. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much indeed, Amelia, for, for joining me today. Um, and I look forward to seeing you in Barcelona for ISE. Thank you. That was a really great interview, Ben. I really loved learning so much about Amelia and what a futurist is. I didn't even know that that was a thing. So I definitely want to look into into that a little bit more. Um, but I'm also really excited to meet with her at, at uh, ISC and especially those events that she's got going on on Wednesday. You know, the one on, uh, I think she's doing the, that session on virtual studios and augmented reality. So really looking forward just to hearing more about that technology. Absolutely. Yeah. And there'll be, yeah, there'll be a huge program of, uh, of, of conferences and sessions and everything going on at ISC. I'm sure there'll be a lot, lot happening on the, uh, the Avixa exchange live booth as well, which is where our show is going to be happening, um, during the, uh, during the, the, the conference. So, uh, yeah, really looking nice. forward to that. Um, and looking forward to doing more of these podcasts and, uh, and seeing you in, in Barcelona to, uh, to host our, uh, our show on the booth. Absolutely. I got to work with one Ben at Infocom and now I get to work with another one here at ISC. Uh, the funny thing is both of you guys are giants, but we refer to you as like the extra tall Ben. So it's Me. going to be. I'm, I'm the extra tall Ben. Oh, that's good. I so mean... I, I may have to bring the, the heels for, for those sessions. Yeah. Just, just for, yeah, just for the show. Although I heard maybe we'll be sitting down. So that might help. Uh, okay. So then people won't, yeah, people won't know. There you go. Yes, and maybe just a lot of pillows for me, just so yeah. you know, the height and everything. But no, it's going to be a wonderful time. I can't wait to do the shows with you every day in Barcelona. So we're going to have a great time and speak to so many influential people in the industry. So it's, it's around the corner and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. Can't wait. Really looking forward to working with you and seeing everyone at the, uh, at the show. And uh, yeah, here's to a fantastic IC. Absolutely. So thank you everyone for watching. Uh, once again, I'm Samantha Powell. That's Ben Bernard. And this is Backstage Pass. <laughs>